0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: And you got Noah hanging around, too. Noah Haynes is our producer. Welcome into the program. It is signing day 2023. I'm Matt Coulter, along with Lars Anderson. Lars, how are you today? I'm doing
2: great. Uh, I've always found this to be one of the more exciting days of the year. Uh, it's the one day that I really, really pay attention to recruiting. And uh, all signs are pointing toward Alabama, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Flipping a few players and pulling off uh, the, the number one recruiting class in the country. I uh, just have to wait on a few guys and, and see what they're going to do. But, uh, you know, it's a little anticlimactic in that really all the top players in the class, at least the vast majority of them, are already on campus uh, practicing and and, uh, I know that there is going to be a, a ceremony held tomorrow, uh, at some point for, uh, the guys who are already there. Um, but, uh, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what, uh, what happens with, uh, a few different, a uh, few different players. But for the ceremony tomorrow, uh, those, that, that will include Julian Sand, uh, Caleb Odom, Casey Poe, Draker Pactic Jr., uh Peyton Woodyard, Sterling Dixon, William Sanders, Xavier Brown, and Joseph Ionata. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But uh yeah, uh, it, it 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 looks good for Alabama.
1: It does. It also looks very good for Auburn. They've gotten a couple of flips here this morning, and Auburn may end up with a top 5 recruiting class. Of course, that's according to the different sources, but You know, you get that kind of information. We already knew this was coming, right, Lars? We already knew Hugh Freeze is going to bring it. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. He got Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, a pair of terrific wide receivers. And then he got a four-star quarterback. Don't know much about him, but I'll throw the name out there. It's Walker White. Isn't that the name of the guy on Breaking Bad? That's Walter White. My bad. Okay. Uh, But just try and throw some humor in. Recruiting day. Worked it, done it for 40 years. I'll be honest with you people. I'll keep up with it. This is the only day in my life throughout the years that I worked. The rest of the time, I had a career. I had a vocation. I was doing... This is a tough day. It's not as tough as it used to be back when television uh, was really the main medium. We had to send trucks and satellite and microwave and crews all over the state, literally. It was a tough day. It's a grueling day. And I feel for those guys that have to, you know, that reported at 6 and will get off at midnight tonight. Because it is a long and arduous task when signing day. But it's not the same, Lars. You have two different signing days now. You got, like in Alabama, 11 players that are going to sign today or have signed today, I should say. They're already practicing. Yeah. So, yeah. Think about it. Just just stop and think about that. These guys were practicing with Alabama last Saturday, and they hadn't even signed. So uh, crazy times, man. Yeah,
2: and, uh, one player to look at is, uh, edge rusher, Edric Houston. Uh, he's been committed to Ohio State for a while, but, uh, Steve Wiltfong of 24-7 Sports, who does a lot of their national recruiting, he is projecting that Houston is gonna flip and join the Alabama class. Uh, he's a five-star.
1: And, um, yeah, the yeah, this Bone morning. talked about him yesterday. Pardon yeah. me for interrupting, but, yeah, Andrew Bone from on3.com, which, by the way, you want to follow it, go there. But he talked extensively about him. And, you know, that that's a big flip, not just as a player, but that's a big kind of in your eye, too, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Yeah. To Ohio State. And, uh, uh uh reemphasizes that Nick Saban still has the magic touch when it comes to recruiting um he's also or on three uh, is is projecting predicting that Arian Hampton a, a four star athlete out of Texas is going to flip from Texas to Alabama at noon today so this should be happening right about now he's making his decision or his announcement and uh yeah this morning I swear uh Perry Thompson <laughs> the uh the uh, w- uh out of uh Foley right um the wide, wide receiver. receiver yeah he uh he tweeted uh it's about to go down and you got to remember he was a one time Alabama commit who flipped to Auburn but he's been teasing the crimson tide <laughs> that he may flip back and uh and then uh, Perry Thompson had his ceremony and there were two hats on the table apparently I didn't see this but uh he reached for the Alabama hat uh, but then he left it on the table and took off his jacket to reveal an auburn jersey underneath. So, uh, he, he was ha- having a little fun with uh, the Crimson Tide uh, fans there. So, um, that'll be something that probably won't be forgotten. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just kids having fun, but, uh, you, you never know how it's all going to shake out in the future.
1: Well, I don't, I'm not real fond of it. It's their day, their kids, they're young. They can do that. That's all right. But I do think every once in a while, maybe somebody lines up across from you and go, hey, you remember when you did that little hat trick? Wham! (laughs) Like Rob Bigel, wham! Wham! But uh, it is a very, very important day. Others that are having good classes, um, you know, it's the norm, isn't it? I mean, you've, you've got uh, Georgia's going to have a great class. Isn't it like Georgia and Alabama right now are battling for one and two? Gee, yeah, imagine that. shocker. Yeah, and then... I uh, think Florida is falling like a rock. Uh, at, I think well, they dropped yeah. out of the top ten. And uh, at about 11 o'clock
2: uh, Central Time in Quebec, uh, Stephen Umbawaye, uh he was about to make his decision and uh interestingly it was conducted in in french uh because <laughs> now french that's in, in the <laughs>
1: signing day i want to be at. um
2: and so he was choosing uh he's a four-star defensive lineman choosing between alabama and mississippi state and uh, apparently uh as it was going on in french a child was uh crying and finally he said Maybe to comfort the child, I don't know. Uh, He picked Alabama. So, uh, a big get for Alabama. And again, now you have a lot of national recruiting gurus uh, projecting that Alabama uh, has a really good chance to uh, jump up to number one in the overall rankings. Not that it really means that much between one, two, or three, um, you know, but as I've said uh, before. You know, Matt. Up until about ten years ago, I really didn't buy much into where recruiting classes ranked. Uh, it just, uh, it just, you know, I, I never thought that there was a direct correlation. Well, as these recruiting experts have gotten more sophisticated, and this, and you know, these guys do this year round, full time there is absolutely a correlation to your recruiting class and how you do two, three years later. And so, um, you know, and, and I and I base my my sort of, uh, uh, my uh, skepticism from a long time ago, the fact that Nebraska's classes uh, in the mid nineties, when they won three out of four national championships, their classes were probably average rank was maybe 23, 24. And it was, you know, Nebraska was a developmental program, but now you have kids who are, you know, training year round, enrolling early, and making an immediate impact. And they're just so much more uh, sophisticated, sort of football wise and and athletically than they were, you know, when say uh, two decades ago. Uh, but so now you have so many kids making an immediate impact and. And so, yes, there is a correlation.
1: Cool beans. It's signing day. We'll talk more about that and continue with this show. Coming up, we'll uh, talk to Jeff Spiegel, who, (laughs) well, excuse me, who is behind the scenes and making all the moves to give really, really good coverage to signing day. So he is coming up. And uh, we're going to take some phone calls, your questions. We'll talk about the Scooters coffee bowl last night. It was exciting for a while anyway. Also, got to talk about my man Aaron Rodgers. He is not your man, man. Aaron Rodgers, could he play before the season's end? You're listening to Big Noon Sports presented by Haley Sensing Union Home Mortgage.
3: Laura Lee Thompson is known as the Bama Broker. She's a Tuscaloosa native, an Alabama graduate, and the only realtor in town with Wall Street experience. A skilled negotiator, Laura Lee knows how to buy low and sell high. And the Bama Broker isn't just going to show you houses. No, Laura Lee is going to educate you on the market, guide you to homes that fit your budget, and teach you how to sell your home for its maximum profit. Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama broker... Who's as roll tied as houndstooth will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at Laura Lee at the Bama That's Laura Lee at the 100.9
0: Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine this afternoon. The high today. 54. Another freeze likely tonight, clear with a low at 30. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trends continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
4: Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: It is big news sports. And welcome back. Hey, Lars, what do you think about them activating Aaron Rodgers? Don't really know if he's going to play. You're the contract guy. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> um, it means that, that they'll have a chance to put him on the... I, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that there is no way on God's green he's going to play this year. There, If... Now, I'm convinced that if he does play, then he didn't suffer a full tear of his Achilles. As someone who has suffered a torn Achilles, there is no way.
1: <laughs> I just, I'm just telling you. Lars, can I, can I put the brakes on here? That's Lars Anderson. This is Aaron Rodgers, professional athlete, being paid $40 million a year for his legs, his arms, his brain. So
2: no one in the history of athletics has come back from a torn Achilles. <laughs> That's an absolute that
1: fast. falsehood. That's no, no, from that How fast. do you know that? How do you know that? Prove I me don't wrong. mean to get it. Let's bring it. Prove you right. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> I, me. I, I'm just telling you. Yeah. All right, I, I, you got to prove. All right, if you're going to bring it up, then you need to bring the facts. Okay, uh, Lars, i I'm, I'm totally kidding. I hope you're not taking me serious. <laughs> all right. Jeff Spiegel from ABC 3340 He's going to ha- come in here with a black and white shirt. Get to your neutral corners, gentlemen. Hey, Jeff, how's it nice. going? I know you've got a big family. You got all your Christmas shopping done?
5: Well, you know what? I don't do that much Christmas shopping. All the Christmas shopping of my family is done by my wife, Julie. And, uh, and I told somebody at work the other day when, you know, when the kids and the grandkids open their presents, I'm as surprised as they are. that's great (laughs) I'm not just being honest no I love it
1: that's exactly what I think um when you do shop do you do the online stuff or do you actually get out and go to Target or wherever I shouldn't plug any of them
5: (laughs) this is a true story one night Christmas Eve I was in a panic and I was shopping for something for uh probably Julie and um and I went to the Walgreens, or I went to Walgreens. When I say when, when I say I went to the Walgreens, it it it, it sounds like um you know I'm, I'm doing the country thing, but uh, but I went to Walgreens, and who did I see in there who was also shopping for a Christmas present? James Span. Yeah, we're just busy guys. I mean, you know we we need uh, we need people to shop for us.
1: Hey, you know, I've always thought, and I think there is a service that does that, but I've, I've always told my <laughs> middle child, Madison, she's the best shopper I've ever seen in my life. Now, she will overspend like crazy, but she gets it done, and she gets it done fast, and there's an art to that, and it's something that I don't think guys possess that. I know a few that, you know, have already gotten their shopping done, they're wrapped, they're ready to go, but not many. Lars, of you? no
2: no not at all by the way uh since you challenged me on this cam Akers, a running back came back uh from a torn achilles in 173 days and that is about five and a half months or so so uh, that is about as quick as i can ever recall uh, and there were a lot of stories written at the time that that was the fastest anyone's come back in a in a single season. And so, That's just running back, he was a running back for the Rams. And yeah. uh and uh, that, that when when he popped his Achilles, when he tore his Achilles, so yeah. uh, and and look, and ruptured Achilles used to be career killers. They're not anymore. You can come back, and but to come back in four months, I'm not buying it. I'll, I'll, what, what do you want to wager? I will wager whatever you want. I'll wager my house, my children, <laughs> anything you want on the fact that he won't play. He will not take a single snap this season.
1: Well, there's a bit difference between him taking a snap and recovering fully, because he could re- recover within a year. So I've got to think we got to set up the boundaries here, and then. We can also include Jeff Spiegel because I know what yeah, Lars. So, so, sorry, Jeff. Is. Sorry, Jeff. I just no. uh, I, I couldn't let this one go. No, no. I just, you know, Jeff. What it is is since Lars has had this injury, he doesn't think anybody can recover faster than he did, and that's what I'm giving Lars. That absolutely go. is not true because I still haven't fully recovered. And no. It happened five years ago. <laughs>
5: All right, let's continue. Well, well, for me, for me, a, for me, a torn fingernail would be a career killer but uh but but these the, this Achilles thing, I mean when I, when I saw that he was on the bottom line of ESPN that you know he was gonna come back, I go, uh, I call bs on that because that ain't happening and uh then, so it didn't surprise me when I saw yesterday that you know he's not coming back, and now is he coming back? Is he not coming back? He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back till next year. You just
1: can't do it. Well, I think they said in the report that we ran at the top of the hour from Fox Sports that uh, if nothing else, it's a morale builder. I don't know if I buy that either. But that's what they say. The Jets don't, Lars, don't the Jets just still have a snowball's chance here of getting into the playoffs?
2: I don't know. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> National Signing Day, Jeff. Jeff, uh, how have you uh, covered National Signing Day? And how How is it different now as opposed to even just even a, a decade ago?
5: Well, it's different now because now we have a December day, and, and the December day is really taking you know all the shine off the of February day because most of these guys sign and they enroll early. And, uh, so the December day is much bigger than the February day. Uh, I, you know, uh, signing day to me uh, always used to be a really, really fun day. I mean, uh, back when it was in February, there was, it seems like there was always some drama. One of the, you know, most unforgettable ones I can think of is, you know, Cadillac Williams, who up until the 11th hour, you know, was a Tennessee guy. And then he rips off the uh, jacket and has the uh, number 24 Auburn jersey. And, you know, people just went crazy. Uh, the Brody Croyle uh, announcement was pretty cool. Of course, a lot of people, you know, bring up the Julio Jones announcement. And, and I remember riding in the car back in, um, well, when Tim Tebow announced and listening to that on the radio and it being just a really, really big deal because Alabama really thought you know they had an outside shot, you know, at getting him, and right. then when he uh, committed to Florida, that kind of took all the wind out of the sails. And um, you know, of course, then that brought up the old thing: well, well, where would Alabama be if Tim Tebow had, you know, committed or signed with Alabama? And and you you start going down that rabbit hole, and it takes you in all kinds of different directions.
1: You you said it was fun. Did you say that? God, I really did. I mean, I it thought it was grueling.
5: fun. I no, I thought it was s- fun. Now, now look, anchoring it is no fun because you know you you've got you're a traffic cop and you've got like twenty different stories and they only give you four minutes and it's just crazy to pack all that into a you know a four minute digestible you know lunch dinner snack whatever you want to call it. And uh, that, that, that's the challenge here. So. Well, that's uh, when you ask
1: for yeah. extra time and James Spann says no.
5: <laughs> well, no. I mean, the four minutes, that is extra time, Matt. Uh, that's the extra time. I usually get 245 yeah. at 6. But, uh, but you, might, you, you know, serious? we'll get it done. Yeah, we'll get it wow. done. It'll be fine. And, you know, I went to Parker this morning. And, and, I, and I always think it's a really cool thing, you know, because these kids have their moment and they've earned it. You know, and, and, and everyone can have all their debates about, you know, having all the hats on the table and, and playing all that game. Well, I mean, you don't see much of that anymore. Most guys have their mind made up by the time they they put their you know name on the dotted line. And that was the case this morning with Jeremiah Beeman signed with Alabama and Malik Muhammad with UAB. And, uh, and then they also had a young man signed with Alabama State, which is a big deal because that's an HBCU school that is – you know a big-time program in this state and uh you know a, a kid's gonna get to play in the magic city classic and listen that is a huge huge deal no
2: kidding uh, and another huge deal is uh and this is breaking right now aaron hampton who uh, has been committed to texas for quite some time just signed with Alabama. He is the number ninth athlete in the ranked uh, by on three in the country, four star. And again, this is another step forward for Nick Saban and perhaps Alabama claiming that number one overall slot. And Jeff, this leads me to a very difficult, I think, question to answer and one that is uh, sort of complicated and nuanced, and that is. What makes Nick Saban such a powerful recruiter?
5: Well, number one, um, number one, he's got the swagger, man. I mean, he's, when, when he walks into a living room, I mean, the presence or he walks into any room, the presence is just, is just unbelievable. I mean, because of, uh, because of the track record, because of the seven national championships, you know, because of, you know, the, uh, 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 well, what he stands for, the work ethic, you know, the, all the, uh, all that he's put into the programs, you know, in Alabama. And he's just, he's just the best, he's the best football coach on the planet right now. And when that guy, when that guy walks into your living room or walks into your school, I mean, it's, uh, it's a crazy big day. And so, uh, he's, you know, he's the closer man. I mean, He's, he's got it going on and he's had it going on from the minute he arrived on campus and all those people were flocking around the, you know, the Tuscaloosa airport to greet him. And that woman laid that big sloppy kiss on his face. Uh, he's been, he's been the guy ever since he set foot on campus and he's been a great recruiter, uh, even before he got to Alabama.
2: Yeah, and uh, it, it's just, it, it's amazing, um, you know, in talking to recruits uh, or or players about their recruitment of how, you know, everything is done with such precision that Nick Saban, he arrives uh, at, at the airport, there's a car there waiting to pick him up, <laughs> and he, he spend like 16 minutes on the schedule in the car. Then you're right into the coach, to the player, player's parents, uh, maybe you would stick around and watch practice and then bam, back on the plane. And I know he has been traveling nonstop. How, how difficult is it for him right now, given, uh, the, the fact that there is this, you gotta do this last push of recruiting that he's getting pulled like he, you want to prepare for the rose bowl right you want to pay, prepare for michigan but now you also got to make sure that uh you you secure your recruiting class
5: well he's talked about how difficult that that is and that's one reason he hired george Hilo, you know to uh to, to break down some film and give him a good scouting report when the guys get off the road recruiting but uh he's He's got a lot of people that can help him take care of all that stuff, so he can focus on recruiting. He's a guy who knows how to hire people and knows where to put people when it comes to situations like that. All right, Jeff,
2: can Great
1: you? Uh, stuff. Can, yep. Yeah, Jeff, you're going to hang for another segment. I figured you would. Absolutely. You. Let's talk to yes. Michigan, Alabama, and and a few other topics as well. You listen to Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley San Union Home Mortgage.
6: champion Troy meets Duke in the 76 Birmingham Bowl on December 23rd at Protective Stadium. Tickets are on sale now starting at just $30. The pregame festivities kick off December 22nd at the Bud Light Fan Fest Pep Rally at Uptown with live music, team pep rallies, and everything else you need to get in the game day spirit. This season, fill your holidays with good cheer. Get tickets and more information at BirminghamBowl.com.
4: The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Just to put this on the record here, Aaron Rodgers activated. Will he be able to play by the end of the year? He shouldn't because they're already out. The Jets are no longer eligible for postseason. So to play him or even to practice him, at any type of pace would just be absolutely ridiculous. He's only got a year or two left. So I'll, I will go with you guys on that. He shouldn't play, and I don't think he will. No, nah, he not He's he just won't. too big of a risk. However, uh, he did make an appearance at Caniglio's Pizza uh, because what's his name? DeVito. Tavito did not. <laughs> the Giants' quarterback did. Okay. I went um, a long way for that, and it wasn't worth okay. it. Sorry
2: about that, Matt. It's it's been a really good uh, last hour, and Matt and Jeff, uh, really, it's been a good last hour for Ohio State. Uh, they held off Miami and Florida State and signed the number one overall player according to twenty four seven Sports, wide receiver Jeremiah Smith, going with the Buckeyes. And uh, also the, a player who we thought was going to flip to Alabama instead does not. And a huge recruiting win for the Buckeyes in that they got five-star defensive end Edrick Houston. He's staying with Ohio State, not going to Alabama as he was projected by several of the top recruiting pundits. So
1: there you go. Hey, hey Spigs, here, here's yeah. your go-to guy. He's keeping up with it. You need to have him there right on the anchor set, just handing you info. Yeah, yeah. Man, look at him coming up with two big ones here at 1236. So way to go, Lars. Yep. Keep it up. Keep <laughs> up. the. You know what I was thinking a minute ago, uh, kind of candidly? Jeff, the worst thing that ever happened a signing day was the microwave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got to know what microwave meant to TV in the early '80s. It it changed the face of television in many ways,
5: didn't it, Jeff? It gave you the ability to go live. Well, it really did. And then, and since then, we progressed to uh, to live views. These little uh, little boxes that you carry around, where you could just uh, you know, you don't have to raise like a dish or anything. Uh, You just hook it up to the camera, man. You're you're good to go, and the signal is just fantastic and uh that that really that really changed things too for the batter.
1: All right, uh let's talk some Michigan. Um Yeah. Where's Alabama? I just just give us your view as the game is now uh less than 2 weeks away.
5: Well, I mean, I still feel really good about Alabama's chances. Uh I I, I still feel good really about them winning this thing by double digits. I really do. I mean, Michigan's got to show me that they can stay on the field, you know, in, in a big game like this with an SEC team, and uh, if they can win a playoff game, period, you know, they, they got to show me that they can do that. Now they're going to be in the Rose Bowl, and everyone knows how much the Rose Bowl means to Big Ten teams. I mean, it's it's big, it's huge. So there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of guys pumped up, you know, on the old maize and blue, you know, about uh, about that game, but um, but you know, no one's going to be more pumped up than Alabama. Listen, uh, the motivation that's going to be used, you know, all the way, all the way up through that game, you know, from Nick Saban, is that people don't think you belong here. You know, they don't think you belong in the playoff. You know, so they, he's, he's going to drum that in their heads, and and they're going to come out, you know, with their hair on fire, as they say. So I, I like Alabama to win. I like Alabama to win by fourteen.
2: Uh, Jeff, uh, I'm with you and maybe Nick Saban can find the old game tape from the 1926 Rose Bowl and how important that was to Alabama. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't understand this, Jeff. Why is Michigan a favorite? Cause I'm with you. I, I don't see Michigan. If Alabama doesn't beat themselves, I don't see Michigan staying within single digits. I, I, I think 14 is about the right number. But why is it that Michigan is favored in this game? Are we missing something? Well, I think,
5: something? uh, well, I think, I think a lot of people, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of people. I think some people, uh, expect this to be a low scoring game, uh, because both lines, you know, are really physical. Both lines are really good offensive lines, defensive lines. And, uh, when you have a game like that in that situation, then it turns into like a 17-14 game and, um, you know, some your your big playmakers are, are going to have some trouble kind of getting on track, you know, and, and in that case, you know, maybe that does favor Michigan. You know, a low scoring game like that, a high scoring game probably favors Alabama. But uh, that, that's that's probably why that, that is because I think there are some folks who predict this to be, you know, just a slugfest slobber knocker that you know, the guys on the line of scrimmage are are going to, you know, make the big game-deciding plays in this game.
1: What do you think about the other game? We don't talk about it much. I know next week we'll get into it a little bit. But uh, Jeff Spiegel, ABC thirty three forty. what do you think about Texas-Washington?
5: Well, I like Texas to win. And here's the thing, though. All the Washington guys are hearing that a lot of people like Texas to win. And, uh, and this is a team that, you know... W- We saw what happened when they got so disrespected, you know, heading into the Pac-12 championship game because everyone said, ah, Onyx and the Ducks, you know, they're going to win the rematch. Well, the Ducks, the Ducks should have won that first game. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're going to win this one. They're going to win the rematch. And then Michael Penix Jr. and those guys just came in there and just, you know, showed them what was what. So, you know, be careful about disrespecting Washington. They got a long way to travel. You know, probably Texas is going to have more fans there because uh, maybe, you know, that could play a small factor, but this is a really good football team. That's a really, really good quarterback. And I think these two semifinal games are, are, uh, have the potential to be. Now, I know said Alabama is going to win by 14, but they have the potential to be, you know, some really, really good football games. And in my opinion, the Texas Washington game will be, you know, a, uh, more of a nail biter than Alabama, Michigan.
2: If uh, you had to choose between one quarterback, Quinn Ewers or Penix Jr., who would you take?
5: Yeah, I think I'd take Quinn Ewers all day long. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, he's been, you know, week in and week out, you know, a, a little more consistent uh, than Penix. Um, but uh, wow, I mean, uh, that's, that's a tough question. But I think I'd take Ewers over Penix.
2: And we've seen Pen- Penix's numbers have fallen off. I mean, he started out just absolutely on, on fire. And, uh, I mean, certainly yours left an impression on all of us, uh, who saw, saw him up close and personal and what he did, uh, against that Alabama defense. Um, do you think it would be somewhat apropos for Alabama and Texas to meet in the national championship?
5: Oh, without a doubt. Um, I think that's the, that's the final that everyone wants to see, you know, the, uh, for Texas, it would be, um, for Texas, it would be sweet, you know, for them to beat Alabama twice because, you know, there are some people out there who think well, Alabama is a whole lot better than they were when they played Texas that first time. And, and I agree. Uh, they, they really are better. But I think you know there's some Texas people who go, well, you know what, we're we're better than we were then too. So how about that? So you know you 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 got that. So Texas would would uh, validate that they're indeed back. You know if they could not only win the national championship, but do it by beating Alabama twice in one season.
2: Yeah, and you also have the Colt McCoy angle, right? Texas fans are still, <laughs> still whining about that. Yeah, go ahead, but they're still well, no, whining wait, about no, Pope McCoy.
1: Did, yeah, but didn't yours go down in the, the year before? Yes, Alabama yes, has, did. Yeah. Uh, Alabama yeah, exactly. has a habit of taking Texas quarterbacks out. If, yep, golly, yep. if it happens again, we're going to have to go through all that over again, but I guess I can stomach that. Okay, I, well, I if have I'm not some.
5: Mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Dallas Turner, I think, took him out. You know the same guy who took out Jake yeah. Daniels. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, Dallas Turner. Yeah, they call Will Anderson the Terminator. Maybe <laughs> Dallas Turner is the real Terminator.
1: Yeah, uh, boy, does he have a bright future in front of him? Uh, oh yeah. Hey, tell us about your coverage uh, on ABC thirty three forty as far as signing uh-huh. day is concerned.
5: Well, we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of stuff on starting day. We're going to be on at you know four, five, six, ten. You know, uh, re- recapping you know the events of the day, and certainly we'll you know uh, be you know just talking about it as the week goes on and bunch up But mainly today, 4, 5, 6, 10 for us. And uh, really appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, it's our pleasure,
1: man. You're doing a thank great you. job. Appreciate. Uh, hey, thank all you. you John. Have, right. have a good day. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry
1: Christmas. To Jeff Spiegel, the speed man. All right. um, Hey, I have breaking news out of the pizzeria in New Jersey. We'll get to that (laughs) on the other side of the break on Big Noon Sports.
3: five
2: seven nine two one eight one three that's two oh five seven nine two one eight one three let haley help you
3: nlms number two three
0: zero three seven six tune in to tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather a good supply of sunshine this afternoon the high today 54 another freeze likely tonight clear with a low at 30 tomorrow lots of sunshine the high 57 And friday the warming trend continues the sky partially sunny the high at 60 high James Fan on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in
4: Tuscaloosa. From T Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: I love bringing you stories like this. It's very cool because yesterday it was not cool, it was bad. Tommy DeVito, his agent had scheduled an appearance at Caniglio's Pizzeria in New Jersey. Evidently, it's just a big time and very well-known pizzeria. Yo, they had ten thousand dollars to pay his appearance fee, so they got to be making a pretty darn good pie. But his agent wanted to raise it to twenty, so the pizzeria said we can't afford that. So apparently, at one point yesterday, it all blown up, sir. But. Today, actually, yesterday afternoon, DeVito went to the pizzeria and made an unpaid appearance. Now, how cool is that?
2: That is awesome. Um, that is a big uh, <laughs> uh, single fingered salute to uh, the Giants, <laughs> don't you think? And and uh, that's just uh, I, I I love it.
1: Oh, it's a great story. And um you know, we were joking yesterday how it looked like they were just it didn't look like it and apparently the you know, what you see in the pictures and then their last names, I mean, these guys are pretty heavy Italians, so I wonder if somebody came over and had a little talk with Tommy and his um his agent. Was you know Stello. His name um, is Stello. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean he's as a, as Italian as I
1: don't know. But, you know, they made things right. Uh, When it's all said and done, they made it right. And when you make something right, that's great. But if you go beyond making it right and show up and don't accept any appearance money, that makes it really, really right.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I asked
1: Jeff this
2: and I wanted to ask you, Matt, how how did you cover recruiting? When uh, even when you were, you know, covering Bear Bryant, or was there, or, or was recruiting even yeah. a thing back then?
1: Oh, it was a thing, but quite honestly, uh, it was a thing owned by the University of Alabama and Paul William Bryant. I mean, Auburn got some recruits, and towards the end, there now we talked to Ben Tamborello, he was a real swing guy, you know, the Auburn Center we had on a couple of weeks ago, and then Bo Jackson, of course when uh, Coach Bryant was trying to get him to sign with Alabama, suddenly he went with Pat Dye. Uh, That was huge. And that was fun back then, you know, when you were reporting there. But I remember standing in – now, parts of this were cool. I didn't mean to come back as a, a bah humbug signing day guy. But I had some great moments. I mean, I was standing in the gymnasium at the old Glenn High School in like 82, 83. When Bobby Humphrey signed, made his commitment right there. And then standing in uh, Cornelius Bennett's mother's kitchen where she made all those biscuits. And, you know, getting video and doing an interview with him when he signed with Alabama. So I have some really, really cool moments. And if I just will just continue on for just a minute. I'd have to think it was 89. It's around the time that Alabama signed Jay Barker. But about that time, they also signed David Palmer, Uh, the bookends. You remember uh, Curry and Copeland, national championship, the two defensive ends? But Antonio Langham, they all came in around that time, and that was fun covering them. But uh, (laughs) it it is a very labor and very intense day when it comes to trying to literally what you're trying to do is you're trying to outgun your competition and see if you can get that one more piece of video that one more sound bite that your competition didn't have
2: you know um i'm always interested in the ones that got away and one of my favorite uh, stories is about the nfl's all-time leading rusher emmett smith um, he, uh, he, he was, uh, he went to high school in Florida and he told friends and family members that he was going to show up to school on the, on signing day, wearing the colors of the school he was committed to or committing to. And he was down between Nebraska and, uh, in Florida. So what does he do? He comes to school that day all decked out in a red <laughs> sweatsuit, short, uh, pants and top, and and then gets up to the microphone and says, I'm going to Florida. Wow. I mean, it just killed Nebraska
1: fans. <laughs> killed Nebraska fans. Boy, I will bet they remember that to this day. Well, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bet. You know, I love Emmett. And I I think when you speak of the greatest running backs of all time, you have to mention him immediately. Oh, for sure. But I didn't, that's not something knowing him a little bit more after high school, that's not something I would see him doing. No, no. Uh, I
2: mean, he was 17,
1: 18 years
2: old, you know. Um, But yeah, it it felt kind of cruel at the time (laughs) to to do that. (laughs) Did you
1: guys get Rayola? Did I just see a Nebraska, text on that? Yep, Nebraska Yeah, Nebraska Rayola. Nebraska got Rayola? Yep. See, that's a big flip. I mean, I bet. That's man, the I would biggest, really yeah. like to have about 30 seconds of watching Kirby Smart when that happened. Man, yeah, he is uh, not a happy guy. Uh,
2: Dylan Rayola is the biggest uh, recruit that Nebraska has signed since Tommy Frazier. And you go before then, it would be Turner Gill. Um, I mean, this uh, is potentially program altering. And, uh, you know, I, am I would be shocked if he, it doesn't start day one. Um, and, uh, and Nebraska's just going to build everything around him. Um, uh, Nebraska's never had a five star uh Number at, at one point he was the number one overall player. There, people have him now anywhere from five to ten, but most recruiting services have him as the number one overall drop back, sort of pocket passer. And man, he's a big kid, six three, six four. He's he's eighteen. And he weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. But yeah. then again, you got to remember his dad played center for Nebraska. Was all American at, at Nebraska his name is on the stadium and he played center for the lions uh, for about a decade. So he, his dad's a pretty big dude.
1: And, 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 and so is uh, Dylan Mariola. So, a,
0: um,
1: it's a picture online that I saw yesterday and it was him like walking out of a classroom, not classroom, but actually out, out of the front of the school. And it looked like, you know, he had some family members and then, there was this guy who looked like about average height and weight standing next to him, and he looked like he was about four feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's he and that that guy was kind of small in stature and, and height and weight, but uh, Rayola, I mean, he looked like he could play linebacker. He looked like a safety, yeah. is what he looked like. He's a big,
2: he's a big kid and, uh, it was
1: interesting when he,
2: uh, announced on Monday yesterday or two days ago that he was going to go to Nebraska. He put out this video and it was so clean and slick and well produced. I mean, I was thinking to myself, this video must have cost like $5,000 to make. It was all set to the, the song, like, I'm coming home. Uh, and, you know, it's just, we're just in a different world now, Matt. Oh, no, kidding, <laughs> we're in But, a you different know, you can world.
1: do, it's just like Speaks was talking about. You can do that stuff on your phone. Um, I remember many years ago, there was a place down in Pelham, and that's what they did. They would make videos of your child, be it girls' basketball or track and field, mostly football. But they would make videos, and then they would send them out to select schools because there are a lot of scholarships, believe it or not, that go unused. All right. Hour number one on this Wednesday. We're coming back on the other side of the top of the hour. And uh Mars will give us an update since he is our recruiting analyst for the day. You're listening to Big Noon Sports brought to you by Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker. WTBC Tuscaloosa
7: and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los
0: Angeles, here's
6: Kevin Wired.
7: Some developing news in the NFL as NFL Network reporting Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers is going to be activated off of injured reserve. And head coach Robert Saleh saying, quote, We're still going to keep him on the active. It's all a part of his rehab. Just having him on the field is a plus for everybody for him and his teammates. Rodgers did tell the Pat McAfee show that he is not yet ready to play after his Achilles injury. Other NFL injury news, Colts head coach Shane Steichen telling reporters running back Jonathan Taylor is progressing well. He will participate in today's walkthrough practice just as he had in the past few weeks, and there remains optimism he will be able to play this week. And Falcons owner Arthur Blank saying that he's going to let the season play out before determining the fate of current head coach Arthur Smith and Chargers president John Spano saying that there will be no limitations on their head coaching and general manager search.
4: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is
1: Big Noon Sports. Signing day. Big Noon Sports presented to you by Haley Stansing, Union Home Mortgage. And join us as the uh, digital sports content manager for Town Square Media, Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Kerry is uh sitting there in the studio and also in the building constantly keeping up with recruiting why I didn't ask you in earlier I don't know Kerry how are you Merry Christmas well I've been pretty busy you picked a good time <laughs>
8: all right uh, well, Merry us- Christmas to you too I've been I've been I've been hard at it since 6 45 a.m. tracking yeah. signing day
1: I'll bet you have well tell us the latest is a signing for Alabama well, the latest was uh, the flip
8: of uh, Aaron Hampton, a wide receiver from Dangerfield, Texas. Long-time commitment to Steve Sarkeesian is uh, instead going to be bringing his uh, speed and hands and route running to Tuscaloosa. So uh, that was pretty big. Uh, that was the 21st signing of the morning. And we've been doing this, like I said, since about 645.
2: What do you think made Alabama so, I mean, in fact, not beyond the obvious, what made Alabama so appealing to Hampton and why do you think he flipped from Texas where he would have a chance to grow with presumably Arch
8: Manning uh to uh flip to Alabama well most people think Arch Manning is going to be in the portal so I don't I don't know that he'll be there next year uh but I think it's the fact that, that Alabama has a, a quarterback that signed today that is considered to be the next Bryce Young and uh Julian saying is uh is awesome, and that, not to mention Joe and Milrow, Lars. I mean, he's, he gets an opportunity to play one year with Milrow, and then the other two or three years with uh, with Sayan. So I, I, you know, a lot of people in Texas don't think that Arch will be there because Arch was disappointed that the current starter is coming back next year. He was told otherwise when he signed.
1: Any idea why uh, Murphy left? That seemed odd to me, especially the timing.
8: Which Murphy are we talking Murphy,
1: about? Murphy, the, the backup. Is it Malik, Murphy, Malachi, Murphy? The backup to yours. Am I getting the name wrong? Oh, oh, uh, the Texas backup
8: quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I
1: didn't explain myself very well.
8: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to start boning up more on Texas when they get in the conference. But right now, I, I don't, I don't know that much
1: about them. Okay, what else has happened that might that might light up Alabama fans? Either way, bad or good.
8: Well, here in the last uh, or the next few minutes, Alabama's expected to flip a local product. Uh, oddly enough, uh, Tuscaloosa County High in Northport running back Kevin Riley has been committed for about six months to Miami uh, to play for Mario Cristobal, but Alabama swooped in at the last minute and, and uh, made a, made a pitch. And it appears that uh, in the next few minutes, he's going to commit to the University of Alabama. So that will be two flips. Uh, the, the saying around here is Mary Footmas. And that will be two today. And, of course, there was another one they really wanted to get, Edric Houston, a defensive lineman in Beaufort, Georgia. But he decided to stick with his original commitment to Ohio State. So Bama's batting 667 on flips today.
7: Yeah,
2: and uh Noah just texted us uh, that Kevin Riley, in fact, flipped to Alabama. What, okay. what does that mean to the Crimson Tide? Well,
8: they got a versatile local product, Lars. Uh, he played running back the first half of the year, and then the second half of the year, their defense was struggling so much, they moved into linebacker, and he was a productive linebacker for Coach Adam Weingarten out at Tuscaloosa County. I think Alabama will probably play him at running back, but who knows? I mean, he he could even be a strong safety if he wanted to. He's got a lot of ability to play a lot of different positions, and uh, I don't really think he'll play a ton next year, other than special teams. He'll probably be an ace on kick coverage and punt coverage, but uh, down the road, this is a guy that can really help Alabama. One of the best comparisons I've seen to him, and you, you, you don't you hesitate to bring up a name from the Mike Shula era. But a lot of people think as a running back, he's very similar to Kenneth Darby. Ah, interesting. Um, Sounds did, like a Bo Scarborough. If he can yeah. play both sides, well, then that's that's not a horrible comparison either, Matt.
1: do you think it, pick, did, Bo's sorry. always big and bulky? And so I don't know if they. I have not seen this kid. Sorry, Lars. I stepped all over you. No, I'm, that's my bad. Um, did you think
2: Perry Thompson was going to flip from
8: Auburn to Alabama? I did not. Uh, I thought that was a ploy. Uh, I know that Perry was disappointed that Cam Coleman from Fink City got more nil than he did, but and Nick Saban did visit him a week ago. But I, I really don't think he ever was going to flip because Alabama was offering. I think, just my opinion, even less nil than Auburn. So with I think Perry just was told by the Auburn coaches and Freeze to make it seem like he was going to flip. And then, like, they made this last-minute move to hang on to him. But it was really just showmanship. I mean, you know, picks up an Auburn hat, picks up a Bama hat, opens up his shirt to reveal an Auburn shirt. And, I mean, it was just a little show, like a little side show, a circus show. And Alabama never seriously thought it was going to flip him. I can tell you that. Alabama's racking up at receiver right now. Uh, Perry Thompson may be a good receiver at Auburn. We'll see. But uh, he's from Foley, but he ain't no Julio.
1: Do you think the progress and watching the development and the success of Jalen Milrow has aided a couple of these wide receivers to go ahead and say, yeah, I want to play with that guy or I want to be around that guy?
8: The combination of that and and knowing who his successor is probably going to be. And Julian saying, I think it's two things, yeah. both those things. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they've they seen what's been done by Tommy Reese with Milroe. So they know that whoever the quarterback is, he's going to be developed. He'll be able to get the ball to him. You kind of wonder why any, any receiver in their right mind would be dying to go to Auburn right now. I mean, who's yeah. going to get the ball to you? PT. Well, P.T. blocking people on running plays? (laughs) P.T. running routes and getting overthrown or underthrown? Okay, go for it. Have fun. So here's a uh, simple question but
2: probably requires a complicated answer. What makes Nick Saban such a good recruiter?
8: Tireless. Tireless effort. There's an old saying about recruiting that if you skip a day or two, it's like shaving. You look like a bum. Uh, he doesn't skip a day or two. Uh, he's clean shaven <laughs> in real life, and he's clean shaven when it comes to recruiting. He he just never relents. I mean, he stays in touch with these kids, whether it's cell phone, Zoom, uh, maybe having Cedric text for him, <laughs> or however he does it, he stays in contact with them. And uh, it's just, I mean, he blocks out time every day to work on it watching film, calling kids, you know, it, he he just tireless,
1: very that's tireless. A great, that's a great description and no more evidence is needed than this past weekend or a few days ago where he takes the bama jet all the way out to california to see saying and even though saying has been almost just locked and dropped for like a year. In fact, he committed over a year ago. But Saban's still, still tirelessly recruiting him. Imagine he does that with uh, some of his own players now, because you have to recruit to keep the kids around too. Yeah, you have oh. to keep them out of the
8: portal. And the uh, the irony about saying is, yes, Nick did fly out to California to recruit him in person a week ago, but now he's here in town, with the team since Saturday.
1: Crazy. It's crazy. All right, well, I know you got to get back to work. We'll let you do that, but just one more, because you and I have been in this business about the same amount of time. Is are a couple of things that have changed in, in signing day. And I know I obviously moving and having an earlier signing day has a dramatic effect on it. But uh, just in the overall coverage of it, from from the media standpoint, how much has it changed? Well, you and I go back to when people like Freddie
8: Kirby and Bruce Paris are sending out newsletters and Kirk McNair and people I'm just <laughs> recruiting. And we were getting stuff in the mail about it and thrilled to get it. Uh, then, then came like voicemail type stuff. And then the Internet changed everything, Matt. It changed everything about recruiting. Uh, There's now instantaneous access to digital information that when we first, when I first started recruiting coverage, uh, Lenny Patrick was playing. So uh, that's the guy that got me interested in it. And there was no Internet back then. This was 16, 17 years before the Internet came around. So I've gone from newsletters to voicemails to the Internet with my recruiting deal, and uh, it's just become worldwide, man.
1: Gary, don't forget that all-important fax machine.
8: Mm. Didn't Alabama
1: set up a camera by their fax machine one year?
8: Yeah, they did. Yep, uh, Had a girl in a short houndstooth skirt yep. going up there getting so faxes. Right. They still call her fax girl. They still joke yep. about her on the various
7: websites, uh, it's even as yeah. recently as about an, an hour. hour ago. <laughs>
1: uh, hey, I'll let you get back to work. Really appreciate you dropping in and enjoy working with you all the time. Thank you, Kerry Clark. Thank you for having me, man. Talk to you all later. You bet. Uh, go to the Tide app. Go to the website. Go through uh, Tide 100.9, and you will be able to keep up with what's going on firsthand hand with our own Kerry Clark hey we uh, we gotta run we get back I've got uh, a Christmas question for Lars and for you you can dial in and and uh, you can answer 205-342-9904
6: champion Troy meets Duke in the 76 Birmingham Bowl on December 23rd at Protective Stadium. Tickets are on sale now starting at just $30. The pre-game festivities kick off December 22nd at the Bud Light Fan Fest pep rally at Uptown with live music, team pep rallies, and everything else you need to get in the game day spirit. This season, fill your holidays with good cheer. Get tickets and more
0: information at BirminghamBowl.com. The 100 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 54. Another freeze likely tonight. Clear with a low at 30. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. The high, 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The Sky partially sunny. The high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. More big noon sports coming up.
1: Signing day, Lars. Back before they moved to an earlier day, along with the regular day, I think it was always held on the first Wednesday in February. Does that sound? Does that yeah. sound correct to you? Yeah. And when there was only one day, it was well. You can imagine. But you were there. The added pressure of getting things done and having it done that day, particularly on those covering it, because then you know we're trying to get the information out there to the fans best we can as fast. As we can. So, it was even more demanding just a few years ago. So, a little less demanding. Here's a question for you, Lars. Okay? Okay. Do you have a favorite Christmas cookie?
2: Uh, I do. And it's, Lay it uh, on uh, me. Is it, 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 first of all, be, it's probably, Nebraska like, this is my Nebraska roots. And, you know, we're kind of meat and potatoes, plain Jane people. I just love a sugar cookie. Just a sugar cookie. and The
1: kind that uh, when you take a bite of them, it just kind of melts all over your mouth. You don't even yes. really have to chew them. Yeah, yep. they're good. Very good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah, my, and this is on my rearing too. Uh, my mother's parents were German. In fact, their last name was Rommel. Not related. But, man, they used to get some horrible phone calls. They lived in America. But that last name didn't help him out. But anyway, um, my grandmother would make these these hard gingerbread cookies that had, it kind of tastes like a ginger snap, only a lot better. And then she would take a knife and just scroll across the top of it with little white icing. And there would be a jar in her dining room. And when we came to visit them for Christmas, I hate to say this, but we probably didn't hug first. We got a cookie, then hugged. They were that good. So, anyway, I just, uh, cookies and Christmas seem to go hand in hand. I I don't think about cake. I don't think about pies. Do you? I mean, uh, no. I guess maybe you do some pies, but not really cake. But I always think of cookies, and it's good to know that you have a a Nebraska cookie to go with. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Uh, All right. what but. direction should we head? Do you want hey, to... Tell You know, you're a long-form writer. Uh, long articles in magazines, and of course, 12 now working on 13 books. Um, so you you're de- you had deadlines, certainly, but it wasn't hour-to-hour like it is in recruiting. Do you have, other than the one you shared about Emmett Smith, which is hysterical and hurtful to all the big reds, but do you have another recruiting story in... You know, in your quiver? Um, I mean, just
2: uh, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, get into what makes Nick Saban such a good recruiter. And, uh, you know, our, our previous guest, Kerry, uh, used the Karen word Clark, uh, yeah. tireless, uh, just relentless. Um, the thing with Nick Saban... Is, it is a 24-7, 365 day pursuit. And, uh, there is a part of every day that, uh, at least every working day, probably every off day as well, if there are any, that assistance and, uh, and Nick himself, they spend it on recruiting. And, uh, and when, they are in the process of trying to figure out who they want to target. Uh, they do what is called basically a, uh, a, a seven deep dive and they want to talk to the seven most important people in that recruit's life, whether it is, um, uh, you know, obviously parents, uh, coach, uh, high school counselor. Uh, friend, uh, uncle. We, we know all about the uncles in the recruiting game. Uh, but, but they want to know as much about, uh, the, the character aspect of a player and do they have the character to, uh, <laughs> to almost, I, I don't know what the right word is, maybe endure at, at Alabama. Right, too, because it's, this Alabama is not for everybody. Nick no. Saban is not for everybody. You better be willing to work your ass off. <laughs> and there is, there are no shortcuts in Tuscaloosa with Nick Saban. Right? And so they got to figure out who fits that sort of like almost personality profile and then who fits the, uh, the, the profile on their, uh, uh, um, you know, talent-wise, and and Nick Saban, and this has been rapidly e- evolving. And it, it, he started doing this when he was with uh, Bill Belichick as an assistant for the Browns. Is that they developed a height, weight, speed metric for every position? This is the ideal height. This is the ideal weight. This is the ideal speed. Right. And then you, you want to find a player who is close to that perfect metric as possible. And, and, and so you, you identify that. And then, I mean, he'll, then he wants to know about, uh, knee dexterity, ankle dexterity, uh, 10 yard sprint time. I mean, it, it is, as scientific as an approach as anyone has in college football. And uh and then he's just, you know, the ultimate closer. Um when he was recruiting Julio Jones, who both you and I believe is the single most important recruit of of the Nick Saban era, because Julio far and away, you know, the number one guy in the country, down in Foley, Alabama, he had committed to Oklahoma. Oklahoma had Sam Bradford, who would go on to win the Heisman Trophy. They're throwing the ball all over the field. It's a perfect place to go uh, for a wide receiver like Julio. And Nick Saban, you know, walks in there, walks into the living room, uh, talks to uh, mom and Julio, and um, basically says, you know you're good, I know you're good, we want you, I want you, but we're going to win
3: with or without you.
2: And they said, and they hadn't done anything. Alabama hadn't done, Dick Saban hadn't done anything at that point at Alabama. But there was conviction in his voice. There was, uh, and, and I've talked to, you know, Coach uh, Saban about this. I've talked to Julio about this. There was just something that left Julio like, uh, absolutely hypnotized. Like this guy is not. There is not one iota of BS to this dude. And so what did he do? He flipped, and then that showed, like the rest of the country. And, and high school players talk. You know, it, it, like the the best high school players in the country, they talk. And in who the fact that Julio went there. That was the, I mean, there would have been a game changer if Julio hadn't decided to do that. But he was the game changer because he, he believed, Nick Saban, you know, went in there and he didn't sing Julio's praises. You know, he didn't go on and on and on and he didn't promise anything. He didn't tell him how great he was. He just said, come. Come and 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 that was sort of the beginning of what we're seeing now and uh, again i I think georgia has essentially clinched the number one spot in the country but alabama is going to be number two and but that's almost that is beside the point the larger point i'm trying to make is that nobody can recruit like nick saban and even in the winter of his career He still is as fierce as ever.
1: Certainly is, and you see it. And you actually hold the key to what may be the most important thing about Saban's success. You hold it. You've got the story, and you're going to tell it after this break on Big Noon Sports, presented by Haley SanSing Union Home Mortgage. It's time to ring in the New Year right. A
8: winner over the Georgia Bulldogs
0: claiming the it's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at one on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by
5: Birmingham Race Course. BirminghamRaceCourse.com. You can be a winner too. Lee
3: Thompson is known as the Bama Broker. She's a Tuscaloosa native, an Alabama graduate, and the only realtor in town with Wall Street experience. A skilled negotiator, Laura Lee knows how to buy low and sell high. And the Bama Broker isn't just going to show you houses. No, Laura Lee is going to educate you on the market, guide you to homes that fit your budget, and teach you how to sell your home for its maximum profit. Throughout the entire process, the Bama Broker will equip you with the tools you need to both buy a home and build financial wealth through home ownership. Trust me, the Bama Broker... Who's as roll tied as houndstooth will get you across the goal line. That's Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker with Advantage Realty Group. You can reach her at 205-790-7229. Again, that's 205-790-7229. And you can also email her at Laura Lee at the That's Laura Lee at the This
4: is the Big Noon Sports Network.
1: It is indeed. Big Noon Sports, Matt Lars, Noah Wyatt is on hand as well. And I uh, wanted to remind you folks, I just looked up. In fact, I'm going to do it again while we are live on the air. Isn't this absolutely compelling, radio? The weather forecast for Saturday is just one big, beautiful yellow sun. No clouds at all. Kickoffs at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be about 60 to 65 degrees with a high games in around 67. I don't know if you get better football weather than we're going to get this Saturday. So it's perfect for the 76 Birmingham Bowl. You need to get your tickets now as the commercial that you hear regularly on this station. You can uh, get a ticket as low as $30. Uh, this day and age, you don't get good quality football entertainment. It's Duke, by the way, and Troy, our neighbors to the south. And they're going to be playing 11 o'clock. Lots on the line for these two teams. Now, lots on the line for Birmingham. We need to support this event. ESPN certainly thinks it's worthy, so you should too. Grab the children, take a break from your holiday shopping, and head down to Protective Stadium this Saturday at 11 o'clock. Go to the Birmingham Bowl, birminghambowl.com. Just hit that, and you'll get so many ways to buy tickets. It's unbelievable. But try and go through the website, so it's directly through our good friends, the Birmingham Bowl. You know, Missy Beatrice and Mark Meadows and those guys down there just do it. They've done a great job for years and years and years. So our advice from Big Noon Sports is to go to the Birmingham Bowl. We were talking about Nick Saban and his ability to recruit. And it started, Lars, because you tell the story so well. It started like the first day he was at the football complex, didn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um it was uh, right after he had his uh opening press conference. Um he met with uh the support staff, everyone from janitors to uh to the people who um you know, uh like mowed the grass, uh you know, did the uh, the upkeep of uh of Mal Moore to the uh, administrative assistants, and you know um, what his message was: we have to be relentless and almost you know perfect in everything we do. And here's what I mean for the uh, groundskeepers: hey, the first impression that a recruit gets is what the place looks like on the outside. I need you. To be as hardworking as I am to make sure that the outside of this complex and, uh, when you go over to Bryant Denny, that it, uh, it, it's as, uh, you know, as, as pristine as the Garden of Eden it has to be perfect. And then, you know, telling the, uh, administrative assistants, Hey, the first time a recruit deals with a, uh, uh, an actual face, in real life at Alabama, you are it. And so, you know, treat everyone with respect, have a smile on your face, be welcoming, be warm, and, you know, just just sort of counseling uh, them on it. And the janitors, hey, when they step into this building, it needs to be as spotless as, you know, your wedding day, China or, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, it, it just has to be perfect. Good. And, and so everything, everything. I mean, there, there's no detail that's too extraneous for Nick Saban to cover. And I think that is what it's those little things. And I've asked, and I've asked Nick many times, what's, what's the secret? What's the secret? And he just will kind of lean back in his chair and start laughing. He's like, there's no secret. It's hard blank, blank Blank work. work. It's work. And that's the thing about life in general, Matt. There's no shortcuts. I mean, if you wanna be great, you wanna be the best, you wanna be a highly successful human, you gotta work. Because nothing is gifted, ultimately. Nothing is gifted. And it, it comes down to yeah, those two fundamental words, hard work.
1: Absolutely. And it all started there in 07, I guess, when he first came into campus. And then, you know, he got Julio. And you're the one that first brought that up about how pivotal that signing was. And it started there. And I think this is from pretty good memory. I think he started with what, like maybe like an eight or a nine class because he hit the ground running now. But Mm -hmm. I think over the past 15 years, he has had one, two, or at the very out point, five, top five uh, in the nation. And if you'll notice, Lars, you look at the other teams – that have maintained that level of excellence in recruiting and where are they they're in the top four teams in the nation playing for the national championship i yeah. can't or it, i can't speak for washington because that's kind of a geographic area i can't really keep up with recruiting and much but let's just name some teams maybe they're not in the uh, final four for the cfp but alabama ohio state georgia let me just just those three to have the Over the past 10 years, have they not just flipped back and forth? Who's one, who's two, who's three, who's right.
2: one? And uh, Kirby Smart, who, who had a front row seat to Nick Saban and his recruiting longer than Kirby Smart? Right? No. There's a reason why Kirby Smart is so good at recruiting because he's replicating everything Nick Saban did. And, of course, he's putting his own sort of twist on it. Right. It, it, I mean, his own sort of personality into it. And, uh, but the, the, the framework is what he learned in Tuscaloosa. And then, and, and it, it, you know, and it comes down to, uh, you know, this story, Matt, when, uh, when, when Nick Saban and Miss Terry, and a lot of it has to do with Miss Terry. And I, I want to get into her a little bit more in a second, but. When they got on that plane in South Florida and decided that they were going to come to Tuscaloosa, the thing that he told Mal Moore is like, I, I don't know, I don't know about coaching, but one thing I can do is I can get you, I can get the talent. And, and that goes back to also what he said, uh, many times. It's what, what is it? It's a, it's not, it's not the jockey. It's the horses that win the race. <laughs> and like Nick Saban in this metaphor is the jockey, and the, the horses are the players. And so, I mean, he's known from day one just exactly uh, what's important. And it's like you, you can't, you, you know, talent, talent, talent,
1: talent. You know, um, we worked off and on with Wim Sanderson to, uh, I have uh, known for a long time, back before he was head coach, back when CM Newton. uh, We have a great friendship. And he has always told me, and I heard him say it on the radio earlier this week. When it comes down to having success in a program, there are three things. And here is the first one. This is in order. Okay? This is the priority. And he said, one, the horses. Always. Far and above anything else. The other thing he said was scheduling, you know, uh, particularly this is big in basketball because back in the day when he was there, you needed to get 20 wins and you really weren't going to be considered for the NCAA tournament unless you won your league. But after that, uh, scheduling, because you needed to get eight teams that you know you could beat and then maybe a couple that you really needed to just sharpen and, and play somebody tough. And it, you know what he ranked last? Coaching, yeah, and that really probably is more basketball uh, specific, but I think football's up there as far as the priorities are concerned as well. No, I agree, and um, you
2: got to have the talent. Doesn't matter how good a coach you are if you don't have the talent. <laughs> and, and I'm always it's sort of this eternal question: is how much does the coach matter? Well, I mean. What is coaching? Is it recruiting? Is it, uh, is it growing the player? Is it, um, you know, is it X's and O's? There's just so it's, it's much. Scouting, that, I mean, there's so much. To there's it. just so much that goes into it. And, um, you know, I, both of us have spent our careers kind of thinking about it. And I still don't have a good answer. But what I do know is, the best way to find the answer is to figure out what the guys who do, what the guys on top do and how do they do it. And that's why it's been so fascinating. And I feel so lucky um, to have had this uh, time To have a front row seat to Nick Saban and written, you know, two books on Saban and, 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 you know, countless magazine stories. I mean, I bet, gosh, I bet I've written over, geez, maybe 100, 200, maybe 400,000 words on Nick Saban in my life.
1: And I'm still fascinated by the guy. Well, man. I'm still trying, I'm still trying to figure him out. So is everybody else, by the way. (laughs) So don't feel like you're the lone soldier. All right. uh, We'll get back. We'll wrap up the Wednesday edition of Big Noon Sports. You're listening to Matt, Lars, Noah, and Wyatt today.
0: Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey
5: everybody, coming up Thursday on the Gary Harris Show, we'll recap the first day of the early national
0: signing period. Plus, we'll talk Atlanta Falcons with D. Orlando Ledbetter and my pal Jeff Spiegel from ABC 3340, plus your phone calls and more. That's Thursday's Gary Harris Show. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Planning a
7: holiday party.
2: That's 205 792 1813. Let Haley help you.
0: NLMS number 230376. Hide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine this afternoon. The high today, 54. Another freeze likely tonight. Clear with the low at 30. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine. The high, 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny. The high at 60. I'm James Spaniel. On the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
4: Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports.
1: Signing Day. Signing Day 2023. We'll have another one in 2024 in February right now, Lars just pulled up an article that was posted a few, uh, just a few minutes ago. Um, and they are uh, already kind of deciding in certain areas who the winners and losers are. And it's only 2 o'clock. So, it's a lot of the, the day left. And, of course, they can sign tomorrow, by the way. They can sign up to Wednesday of uh, February. But anyway, it says uh, one of the biggest winners... Go Big Red.
7: <laughs> Nebraska.
1: And they're basing a lot of that on Dylan Rayola, who flipped from Georgia. Pretty cool. Yep. Nobody's going to be surprised by a lot of these names. When I get a little further down, you might be. Alabama. You know what they're basing that on? Basically, on um, the potential of Ryan Williams, who is committed a long, long time ago, but will yeah. not actually sign till February. Outstanding wide receiver out of Saraland, And then, of course... Uh, Saying uh, He's the big-time quarterback Alabama signed, and he's already at practice. Miami of Florida is listed among the top. How about this Texas Tech? Mm. Huh. Pretty interesting. Ohio State. All right. Those are listed as winners. Here are your lists of losers. Georgia. Man, that's hard to believe. <laughs> it is really hard to believe because uh,
2: they just... But they're
1: basing that on the loss of Rayola.
2: Yeah, well, they still have the number one overall recruiting class in the country, but no, they they don't have uh, a, a, a quarterback the caliber of Rayola on the roster to uh, to be the successor to Carson Beck, who, by the way, Carson Beck said he is coming back next year. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't shed too many
3: tears for Georgia
1: south carolina excuse me southern california got my uscs mixed up and you can understand there because lincoln riley is a heck of a recruiter he's a heck of a quarterback recruiter and plus i would maintain that usc if needed uh and i'm sure that they do is probably got nil money right up there just beneath texas and texas a&m um the other one, uh, they said that the Big 12 was losing big time uh, just as a group. So there you have it. The winners and losers has uh, 151. <laughs> yeah, the,
2: uh, the instant analysis. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, in order to properly rank these uh, recruiting classes, you got to give it two, three years. It's the same in the NFL. You know, everybody wants to assign grades right after the draft is over. But in reality, you can't do that until, um, you know, three years later. I mean, Tom Brady, sixth-round draft pick.
1: (laughs) And uh, it took Bledsoe getting hurt for him to get into the game.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're just guys that you, you you hit on that you never thought would do anything, and they uh, they break the mold and they end up exceeding expectations and and that's the same way uh, with with recruiting. I mean, oftentimes it's the three star who's going to end up being the star of your team. Mac Jones wasn't he a three star? And I know Mac Jones is struggling, but whatever. He he led Alabama to a national championship, was an incredible quarterback in Alabama, and became a first-round draft pick, yet he was a three-star quarterback coming out of high school. So you never know.
1: Did you ever see those pictures of him when he was much younger? And yeah. Evidently, he was a hell of a tennis player. But did you yeah. ever see those photographs when he was like tennis player slash model? of Mac
7: (laughs) everybody right now
1: stop what you're doing and google it because you'll be able to find it Um, they're they're very very funny and there's no way that I think I can accurately describe it uh, without stepping on a toe or two so that will be your homework assignment over the next 22 hours is to to find some of those you know the tennis uh, sweaters that you would wear if you were at Harvard Mm -hmm. you know the knit ones that have the V, and yeah. then the, they're colored around the V with some stripes. He was donning that. And, you know, and some, what's the guy's name, Perry? Famous tennis player that turned a clothing designer. Some yeah. of those shorts. Um, but anyway, I, I just decided to chase that rabbit all the way through the hole and out the ground on the other side. So, there yeah. you go. Know. Yeah. Um, uh, as we wrap up, I was thinking about something. Did, did you watch Blindside, the movie? Uh, yes. Nick
2: Saban uh, appears as himself yeah. in that movie.
1: That's right. But where was he coaching? He was coaching at LSU. All right. There were several others that appeared. Do you want to, me to test your memory or you just want me to kind of throw them out there?
2: Uh, Hugh Freeze, obviously.
1: No, he was in the movie as a high school coach. He was the kid. But did he play? But did he play himself? Uh no, no. Uh, it was played by. Oh, okay. I'm I wrong. Can't remember? That, yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's. Geez, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten them all. I did. I did most of this from memory.
7: Okay. Tommy yeah.
1: Tuberville, but oh, he was not. He was not at Auburn. He was at Ole Miss. Um, Houston Nut, Arkansas. He was in there. I believe Ed Orgeron and Philip Fulmer were in the living room as well. And Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was in that movie, wow. recruiting Mike Lower. I don't know. Just a, a fun signing day note to share. Yeah.
2: And there's a lot of backstory and current story going on with that movie and that moment. But, uh, um, yeah, but all in all, I, I think this is a, an incredibly successful day so far for uh, Alabama. And, um, and just, you know, uh, there has not been um, any sort of uh, slowdown in the recruiting machine that is Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide, even at age 72. He still uh, has that internal motor redlining when it comes to recruiting. So impressive.
1: As we roll out, I urge you to go to the Tide website, tide100.9.com. You can get uh, the information on recruiting straight from Kerry Clark. Uh, Right now, I'm looking at another one. Georgia's number one. Ohio State. Then Alabama's third. Uh, Florida State is fourth in this one. Um, Then Texas is fifth. I probably don't have time to scroll through all of these. But I got to think some of these national surveys, research, whatever you want to call it, polls. I think that... uh, I think Auburn's got to enter in there somewhere because it sure looks like they're headed for a top 10 class. Hey, Lars, let's do this all again in 22 hours, all right? Let's do it. And uh, many thanks to Noah and to Wyatt. Thanks for listening to Big Noon Sports.